When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. It's a beautiful day, and we're excited to welcome you back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast, the happiest place on the internet. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with my mom, Barbara, who is smiley and glowy as ever, sitting across from me at this table. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Michelle. No, Welcome to the pod. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Is there ever a time where you wouldn't be excited to be here? I don't think so. I don't think so. I look forward to this day every week. I very much enjoy being with you. Obviously, we talk all the time. But I truly enjoy immensely having this platform and having the privilege to be able to speak to so many people around the world every single week. It's, It's a huge joy for me, and I feel very blessed. So, yes, I'm always glad to be here. You know, it's interesting. I was, I don't oftentimes go into the back end of the pod and look at uh, statistics and things like that because I don't love to get too up in the numbers, but I did. And I realized that some of our top listening spots are not in the U.S. Hmm. We have quite a few um, international hotspots, which made me super happy. So if you're listening to this, let us know, comment on our most recent post on Instagram where you listen in from, because I'm so, so curious where all we have listeners from. It's so You cool. know, I always assume we're in Florida, so like I, I just, actually probably no one in Boca listens to our podcast. Um, that's, that's, that's not, not true. But no, I mean, that's not true at I'm all. just so fascinated by that. So let us know where you're listening in from, because... I'm just super curious, honestly. Yeah, that's not true at all. Boca, I mean, th- I, I know that's our home base and everything, but I'm not surprised because we we have the privilege of a worldwide platform and this is really super fun and joyful for me. And it's also telling us that people are interested in the content and the life experiences that we share every single week. And that's what I love the most, that we have the opportunity to share all of our experiences and the things that we have learned that have worked and the things that we've learned that haven't worked in, in our efforts to try to make a more peaceful, loving, confident, powerful human race. So <laughs> there we go. So, it's just very cool to me to see that. It and it makes me so grateful because, you know, I just, when we started this podcast over a year ago, you think just that you're going to reach a close circle and to see that it's reached 
a global circle is wild and cool. It is. I agree. So let us know. And then maybe one day we'll get to go on a podcast tour. Would you like that, Barbara? Yes, I would. And I do think that is going to happen. I already have something in mind of where we should record a podcast outside of Boca Raton. So we'll talk. Stay tuned and we'll talk later. I don't even know what she's thinking. Yeah. Anyways. So today's topic of conversation is a funny one because, as you guys know, if you've listened to the show, we chat about the topics that we're going to talk about beforehand and usually I approach you with some ideas and you say yes no yes no I'm not in the mood for that I'm not ready to talk about that you know it's a whole process and today we were in the car together going to get coffee and I brought up a topic and you're like I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that the way I shared it and then I backdoored it in a different way and you said let's do it so you know Creativity is key in life to getting what you want, and I'm thrilled to share that I got what I want today. Good. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy for you, and I can't wait to share, you know, down the road. I've got a lot to share. We have a lot to to share with you guys, so I'm very excited about this whole year. This whole year. We haven't shared something very interesting that's been going on in your life, and I'm very excited for when you're going to be ready to share about it, because every week I'm like, can we talk about this yet? And you're like, no, but... You've been in a cocoon of sorts, so I think you do have lots of new things to share. You got it's so cryptic. I'm really sorry if you're just like shut up. This makes no sense, but no, it'll I, make I, sense at some point. It will, and I, I'm this 2023 is is our is our year, and I think it's everyone's year to embrace this year as the new. And so, yeah, we have a lot, a lot to share with you this year. And today's episode is is one of those pieces. I think this is a really um, powerful episode, episode that we are going to share today because I think it's up for a lot of people. I have many, many people DMing me about situations like this. So yeah, I'm excited to get started. Yippee. So I have been thinking a lot lately about well, what I approached you with was the, the concept of closure, which I think has a lot of different aspects to it. And we're going to get into that deeper in, in episodes in the future. But What was, what I wanted to talk about today is, you know, finding a sense of healing and acceptance in life when you don't feel like you, um, you don't feel finished, like things are open-ended. And I think that this is up for me because as you all know, there's a lot of family stuff that have been up for us lately. We've talked about it, I think, in quite a few of our most recent episodes. And I was talking to somebody yesterday who was going through a similar situation in a romantic relationship where it just ended. And she's like, I don't even know what to do or how to feel. And it just felt very um, unfinished is I guess the word that keeps coming up for me. And it got me thinking about this concept of life and things that happen to us. And of course, as we always talk about, we never know what's going to happen in our lives day in and day out. We don't know how the people in our lives are going to react and respond and and coexist with us. And we never know if things are going to end. I, You know, the only thing that is constant in life is change. So life is always changing. But I think that there's something very jarring about this idea that things could abruptly come to a close or, you know, 
even with a job, you know, you get fired or laid off. I know that's a big thing for people right now um, with insecurity with, with work. But it's like, what do you do or how do you feel or how do you even just cultivate some sort of acceptance within yourself to not hold on to something that's happened when it's just so um, unexpected, I guess. And so I just want to talk about like what it means to find a sense of healing in life with these unexpected changes and even what can we maybe do to preemptively fortify ourselves from within because we know it'll it'll happen at some point. Um, but I just think that that would be a conversation worth having for people. I couldn't agree more because I do agree with you. It's up for people, not just with relationships, with jobs, with everything. It, it, you know, Houses. It, I have a friend who was trying to buy a house and was got pretty far down and it got, I don't know, I don't, I've never bought a house, so I don't really know the process, but it didn't end up going through and they were devastated. So it's like these, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's like there's so many things for people that they think they're so confident it's going to work out and maybe at the last minute it doesn't and there's that lingering disappointment and unsettled feeling of just like still on the hook of life. I, I think when we put the key to our happiness, many of you may have seen that quote over the years, when we put the key to our happiness or the key to our security or the key to our confidence, or if we're waiting around for someone else to give us closure, as you brought closure, or to give us, I, for me, the, the word closure is not really some, a word that I use very much. So maybe that's why I said, oh, I'm not ready for that because I have a lot to share about that. And that'll be probably three or four episodes in a row. <laughs> But I like to use, the word that I've used probably for decades now for myself is unfinished business. Mm, mm -hmm. It's unfinished business. There's something about unfinished business for me that takes away sometimes my security or takes away my confidence or I ruminate about it or I think about it. Oh, this is still hanging. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. You know, so so those words are my words for this. And I think that's I think it's up, whatever you want to call it, closure, unfinished business, healing when the other person isn't even sorry, or trying to move forward when the other person doesn't even think they've done anything wrong, Mm -hmm. and not not able to even have a conversation with the other person, which we've talked about so much in the past couple years on our podcast, not just with family, this is with friends, family, coworkers. When we talk about things, we're talking about the whole gamut of everything that's in the outside world that, that jars us as you use that word Michelle or that Michelle or that that keeps us feeling like we can't move forward so I that's why I'm excited about this pod this podcast episode today how can we how can we move past it being hard you know Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach in their podcasts we can do hard things we can do hard things we have the confidence we have the security how can we do the hard thing and move forward? How can we always be taking a one little baby step forward and not feeling like we're standing still in quicksand or that we're moving backwards? You know, that our life is just in such an upheaval that we got to dig ourselves out of this big hole. Absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, when you have a situation that you are that's so familiar. It's so common. It's so part of your daily life. It's so habitual. And then it somehow unexpectedly or untimely falls away. It does leave us feeling very jarred and triggered and confused. And I think what, what tends to happen is 
we hold on to these things or people or situations trying to understand it, trying to make sense of it, trying to fix it instead of just kind of like what we say so often sitting in that space of limbo and in between of like, this is what is past. I don't necessarily know what's coming in the future, but I can sit in the uncomfortableness of whatever it is right now and just allow what comes up. And interestingly, when you were just talking, what came up for me, this is a conversation too that happens a lot in the self-help, personal development, spiritual world. But it's interesting to think about some of these things like cords in our life, like you have relationships and you're connected to people. And unless we do the work to heal or to process or to feel the feelings or to truly take the time to grasp maybe what is being lost or what is falling away, you know, we're not necessarily cutting those cords that connect us, which can make us feel like we can't move on or we can't have that closure. Or we can't even accept what had happened. So we can also talk about cord cutting because you've done a cord cutting meditation in the past too. I have. I have. And you, Michelle, that's so really beautifully said because I feel like in the past, when I say past, I'm I'm not talking that much of a distant past because it feels like an Maybe the pandemic, maybe the, I don't know, maybe the the way the world is changing so much with technology. I don't know what has caused it, but let's just say for me in the past, I always had the idea that if you can have a conversation, because a lot of times, sometimes my fear is just even having the conversation. Yeah. Like, what do I say? What do I do? You know, just getting up, getting up the courage to have the conversation. So it's always been my thought in the past, if I can get up the courage enough to have the conversation then it all can be worked out. doesn't right. mean that we're going to stay together. It doesn't mean that it's going to be, but at least we can come to some kind of an end point. I've changed my opinion about that over the past several years. I, I, I realize now there are people in our lives that we cannot have a conversation with, that it doesn't make any sense to have the conversation. Maybe they don't want to have the conversation or I don't know what to say because I, it, it's so traumatic or whatever it is. And so... There And I think what has helped me do that, and I'm going to plug a couple of my favorite people on the planet right now. We're ready. Who have written some beautiful books in this past year that have helped me a lot. And that is Nedra Glover-Tawab. Who's books, coming on the podcast soon. Who's coming on the podcast soon in her great latest book about drama. And that is Alex L. and her book about how we heal. Former podcast guest. Exactly. <laughs> and that is Yasmin Cheyenne. Former podcast guest. Their three Plug those, the episodes. Go back and listen. Exactly. Their three books have really helped me understand this idea that healing doesn't mean that we have to actually have any kind of final point or closure or unfinished business finished uh, to move forward and to live the happiest most successful, beautiful life that we're trying to live. So I've really shifted over the past few years a lot in that way. And so I think it's helped me a lot. It's really helped me from accepting what is. And isn't that the thing that we need to do most in life? Accepting what is. We cannot change what is. Can we literally be present in the moment, moment to moment, the moment to moment to moment, and really accept what is? And it doesn't mean that what has happened is okay. It doesn't mean that what the people or person or business or whatever it is is done is okay. It doesn't mean any of that. I don't even think it means we have to forgive them. I'm kind of shifting a little bit on what that word forgiveness means now. You know, I've always, forgiveness is for yourself, not for the other person. So it really doesn't matter what they think or say. But 
It also means not clinging to a fantasy of what we're hoping that it would look like. So for me, it's really been a lot about how do I kind of, this may sound interesting to use this word, but just kind of be in a place of, okay, bless what is, you know, this is what happened. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. This is how I feel. And it, it may feel unfinished, but actually it is finished because this is the end point. And that's kind of what's been freeing for me. Before I thought, oh my gosh, we have to have the conversation for it to be finished, but we don't. You know, it is finished. So how can I take the next step forward, the next little baby step forward? It's interesting to listen to what you were just saying. And what came up for me is something that you and I have talked about a lot. And I think we're very similar in this nature. And I often say that I got this from you is I tend to feel like I need to understand things in order to move on. And that can be in regular life situations or, you know, difficult closures or endings of of situations. And you did get that from me because I've said that. You just did this like Girl Scout (laughs) hand signal. I didn't want to just. Stop me from talking. I don't want to just jump in and interrupt you, but I just wanted to verify or validate. You are right. You got that from me 100%. I probably said that constantly when you were growing up and as recently as the past few years. I'm so happy you said that because I've always, if I can understand it, then I, well, no, some things are not understandable. Yeah. What I was going to say is. Please go ahead. No, no, no. I love we can talk about quiet Cody one day too. Yeah. Our gentle, loving hand signal to shut the F up. <laughs> um, for you and I, we often say to each other, I just need to understand. I just need to under, even when we're talking to each other, if you can help me understand, then maybe I can get on board with talking about closure. If you can help me understand why this happened. And I think a lot of us get tied up in this concept of understanding a situation that's harmed us or understanding why people do what they do or say what they say or leave when they leave. And we get wrapped up in that quest for understanding. And as much as I used to be a believer that the understanding is the road to closure, I don't necessarily know if it's possible. And I don't think it's necessarily a worthwhile path because I really feel and believe that it's pretty rare and uncommon to ever truly understand why people do what they do when they do it, how they do it, why they do it, what they're thinking, what they're saying, how they're acting. And it doesn't necessarily matter anyways for you in the long run. And so for me, I'm, I've started to let go of that you know, tight grip of understanding and to use your words, kind of shift into this lifestyle of acceptance that's rooted in reality. And that doesn't mean like you're saying, giving people passes for their bad behavior or not trying to feel my feelings or not trying to dive into and take an inventory of the things that happened and maybe where I participated in you know, a wrongdoing or maybe something that I could do differently in the future. But it's been beneficial for me to start to shift from living in the past to cultivate a sense of understanding towards being present where my feet are in this acceptance of like, okay, this is how it is right now. 
what do I need to do or how do I need to show up to make this situation okay for me in this moment? I love that, Michelle. And I, then I, I think, think that's perfect. Sorry. That's beautifully said. Things just keep coming to me. And then Good. I think in the it, it's in that present where you, maybe you'll get a hit or a nudge or an idea of the next action you can take. And I, it's just nice to think that you don't have to go scavenging through the past to figure out what you need to do right now in the present to fix things. I don't know. No, it's perfect. And you don't, you don't have to go scavenging in the past and you also don't have to stand still waiting in the present Mm -hmm. for the past to be explained to you or for you to finally be able to understand what happened. I think it's, this is, this conversation we're having right now and that we've, we've had segments of this conversation now for years because we were first ghosted by people that we love and I still love them. So that's what I want to say about this. I think when you love someone deeply, it never goes away. And so I think for me, maybe I was trying to get understanding because the love was there. So what happened? And now I've come to a place where I can still love people. We got ghosted back in 2019, I think it was, or 2018, whatever it was. I think we talked about it on one of the podcast episodes. And so it took a long time to try to, that's never happened before. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to, and so there is no understanding it. There is no, there's no meeting of the minds. And what I've realized in reading the three books of the authors that I mentioned earlier that, that I love so much is that exactly what you said, Michelle, I, I don't think I could ever understand. And I don't think the other people, and just like with the situations we've been talking about this past year that have happened with family members, I love, I will always love them till the day that I die, but I don't think will ever come to a meeting of the minds why the hurt and the pain happened. Mm -hmm. So am I going to sit and wait around for that to happen in order to move my life forward? And so, no. So that's why my whole mindset has shifted in this idea that we don't need to wait around for an understanding or a meeting of the minds or an apology or a, oh my gosh, there may well be many situations where we are. there is a meeting of the mind. I'm not saying that this is an, there are no absolutes in life. The only absolute in life is that it changes and we die. Those are the two things. Life always changes and we will die. Those are the only two absolutes in life. So we are not saying that this is an absolute and you will never have a meeting of the mind. What I am saying is there now in my awareness, what has been massive insight for me is that, there are going to be situations that in my mind might be unfinished, but I need to, I need to shift that perspective and that idea that it's unfinished. It is finished. It's iteration is finished. Exactly. It's, it is finished and, and I love them and I can move forward and not necessarily, I don't have to have them in my life. And I love them from afar, you know, wish I don't wish anyone any ill will. So it's a really interesting place to be. You can kind of come to that place eventually and for me, that is healing. We don't have to wait for closure or unfinished business to be finished or a meeting of the minds for them to understand what they did to us and for us to understand what we did to them. And we don't always need that. And so that's why I'm loving this episode so much to kind of hopefully open the door for any of you that are feeling like you're stuck. Mm. Because if it, it, sometimes you can just stay stuck. And I, I understand because I've been there because it's taken me decades to feel, to understand that healing is different for all of us. And we don't need closure. We don't need unfinished business to be finished. We don't need apologies. We don't need a meeting of the minds. 
often we don't need conversations because ghosting has been a big thing in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's come up a lot for people and it came up for us. So I think it's the idea of what you were saying, Michelle, how can we actually be where our feet are in the present moment, understanding what is, is, and not wait for other people to even necessarily be a part of our healing. Because healing really for me means that I'm taking a step forward in my life on the path of my greatest desires, my highest ideals, and the true aspirations that I have for my life. Yeah, and we we just this week did a workshop about grief in person. And, you know, I have this, I wrote, I've written quite a few blogs about grief, but... Um, They're masterpieces. <laughs> they are masterpieces. Thank you. Um, but one of the quotes that we often use from my blogs is that quote of, you know, grief is the reminder of a love that was present. And even though that that love is no longer in its original form, that love still exists or something like that. And, you know, we often use that quote when we're talking about death, but I think it's a quote that can be used in this situation that we're talking about. Cause to your point, um, you love these people that have come in and out of our lives and are maybe currently not present in our lives, but you hold the love for them. It's just that that relationship and that love has changed its form. And I think that if we can start to think about that kind of acceptance of relationships and situations and circumstances are always transforming, but the energy can be whatever you want it to be. And you can still hold a loving energy, even if you're not in that same communication or it's not in that same form. Um, I think that just thinking about it in that way too could be really helpful. Also, something really interesting because you and I like to um, share when we have like interesting synchronicities and signs. When you were just talking before, you said twice, um, it is finished, it is finished. And um, it's so interesting because when we're recording this, it's um, Good Friday, which is the you know, Jesus dying on the cross yeah. saying it is but finished. Someone, I was going through my Instagram this mo- this morning and someone tagged me in an Instagram story and I pulled it up and it's someone that I didn't know. And I was the only person tagged in it. And it just was like a, a video of a lamb that said it is finished. And I was like, this is so random. Like, why did this person tag me? And I get that it's, it's because of Easter, but I like that, that, um, you know, there's these synchronicities in life that are really cool. And you and I have often talked about that. I I think in another life or in a future life would love to go back and study uh, religion and the Bible. Um, My dad was, my dad wanted to be a priest, um, but my grandma wouldn't let him because that meant that I wouldn't be here probably. Um, but so growing up, I, when we, I grew up in the Greek church and the Greek services and, um, history and everything like that. It just has always been very fascinating to me and I love learning about it. And so you and I have always had debates and deep conversations about the, um, translation and the meaning of like, it is finished. And I just think that, (laughs) sorry, I did not mean to go on this whole religious, but I just like the synchronicity. And I think that it's, things are finished. 
I think it's beautiful, <laughs> Michelle. And I, I, what have I said to you? I think you should go on a, I, you know, I went on that 10 plus year journey of studying all of the great religions and traditions of the world. And it, it was, I would have to say one of my top 10 things in my life that I have done. It has made me so much broader, so much more compassionate, so much more, I, I don't know. I can't even tell you what it was like to, to take one religion at a time or one tradition at a time or one, one, um, essence of something at a time and really, and really just study it. So I think you should do that. Well, my, my favorite priest growing up translated it as it is accomplished. That's how he took the words and translated them. And I just like the closure that that gives you. Yeah. I love that word accomplished because what, what we're, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Bible study with Barb. (laughs) No, there's no, it's really about, I think it's really about this understanding because I have a handful of family members that I, that I don't have a relationship with in the, in the physical form. I love them and I wish them well. And if any one of them were to call me and need help, I would probably be there in a nanosecond, but I don't have a day-to-day or a physical form relationship with them. And it's okay. I've, I've come to a place of knowing that that's okay. So I think what Michelle and I are trying to say in this episode is that to hang on to the to the societal idea or to hang on to whatever it is idea that we've been, you know, indoctrinated with, the conditioned ideas is before we're going to actually live our lives is for me is suffering. For me is taking suffering to a whole nother level because I feel like I have been through a a lot of suffering in this past year. That's why I want to save it and really go through it episode by episode. It's going to be a little while. There's been a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. And so now I want to use this pain. I've come to a place here in April of 2023 because I started this year as the new. I want to use this pain and suffering. And we all go through pain and suffering. I'm not saying that what I what I went through is anything different than anyone else has been through in their lives at whatever uh, iteration that it took. I want to use this pain and suffering to end the pain and suffering so that I don't have, so, you know, you know what I'm saying? So we don't, we don't want to keep the, we don't want to continue this pain and suffering. We'll have other pain. I'm sure that there'll be other pain and suffering coming along my way in the next, however many decades I have left, but this particular pain and suffering, I want to use it for it to have some kind of end moment. Like it is accomplished. I want to have accomplished. I like that word accomplished. I want to have accomplished because we are people that like to, we are people that like to put a little gold star and say, okay, we did this. Now we can move on. Yeah. But you don't need a gold star. You just, the idea of just knowing that you can move on now, you don't need the outside world. You don't need people, places, or things to validate your ability, your confidence, your extraordinariness to move forward, to take the next step moving forward. There's a meditation teacher that says a lot, onward leaning. Who says that? Onward leaning. Um, Philip Moffat, onward leaning, onward leaning. Hmm. A insight meditation teacher, uh, Philip Moffat, onward leaning. So it's very interesting. I really love that, that grouping of two words, onward leaning. Um, or uh, onward leaning, onward inclining. So it's just, it's very, put it in the notes. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's an, we can tell ourselves anything that we want to tell ourselves. 
That is the beauty of the mind. So why not tell ourselves joyful, successful, helpful, useful things that will help us move forward or that will give us the courage and the confidence and the feelings deep within that I got this. And that's kind of how I feel today. It's how I've been feeling through this 2023 journey because 2022 was a rough one. And on that note, let's take a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. So I actually really love this conversation. I feel like we've gone in many directions, but it all makes sense to me and I love it. What? The Girl Scout again. Okay. okay. I forgot to say one thing that I was so important in that last little little uh, bit. I was talking to my therapist this year and I honestly was crying and I said, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. How do I have a handful of family members How did I get ghosted in 2019? How do I have these people that I love so much and enjoyed so much in my life? How do do I not have them in my life anymore? What is wrong with me? I feel like I must be the only person around that just out out of the blue just loses people. And she said, there's nothing wrong with you, Barbara. She said, please don't have that opinion that there's something wrong with you. And we got into this whole conversation about what we're saying now, basically, that things end. And things run the course and to have, to think that you have to have understanding and clarity and finish business and all of that is just not possible sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with you. So I wanted to say that just to say to all of you listening, I was told my whole life as a child and as an adult, and even during this past year of the, of the painful year that it's been that I am the problem. That has been my thing. I, I, you are the problem. So I'm sure that's why I asked my therapist, what is wrong with me? And so I just want to release all of you out there. You are not the problem. Maybe Taylor there, Swift was not right. Maybe there, Well, maybe there are some things that you need to look at in yourself. I'm not saying that you're perfect. I'm not saying that you need to have some behavior changes. I'm not saying any of that about myself. I've gone through a great, a great transformation of things. I've looked at the things that I need to change in myself. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying by saying to yourself, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem. It's really the the roadblock, it's really the stuck, the stickiness that's going to keep you stuck because if you keep thinking you're the problem, you're never going to move forward. So really releasing yourself from that and saying, okay, what, what is it that needs to change? And so that's what we're talking about today. What needs to change is that there may never be understanding between me and another person, and that's okay. I can move forward anyway. 
Yeah. It's it's interesting. And I think too for those of you out there who have similar experiences to us, you know, we're bred to believe that we have to hold on to and collect people and relationships and keep them forever in our lives. And that if they don't last or they don't stick, that you are a problem or there's something wrong with you. And of course, this isn't saying that like you can be sociopathic in relationships and never do the work and, you know, use this as an excuse, obviously. This is just saying, you know, if you're a a kind, loving person with a kind and giving heart and you still find yourself losing people or not getting along with people or whatever, it is okay because I do really believe that, of course, life is not linear and things change all the time. And we're always going through transformations of self and purpose and what we value and what matters to us. And we're all on different paths. And so how could we even ever expect or assume that every single person in our life, all of our paths are always going to intertwine? I just don't think that that's possible or reasonable. But I also think it's important to remember that it's normal for people to come in and out of your lives. You know, there's that saying that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. We recently um, played this Tyler Perry video in a workshop, and we'll link it in the show notes, where he talks about that people come in your life and they can come for a season, but they're not meant to go the distance with you, to paraphrase what he was saying. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. I think of the relationship that you're referring to when we were ghosted. And like you were saying, I've shifted a lot of my thoughts about that situation. I was so angry and bitter and disappointed and hurt and all of those feelings when that first happened. And now I I look back on it. It's sad, but it, it really is okay. And I can look and send those people well wishes from afar. And I, I can, that's my perfect example of people who were in our lives for a season and for a reason. And it was finished and it was accomplished. And then it was done. And that doesn't mean that something was wrong. I, I don't, we don't know why it ended, but it just ended. And it's okay. And I think as soon as we can start to cultivate that acceptance of that that's a reality, um, even when it comes to family, you know, that's a huge one for us for whatever reason. And I I wrote this down in my notes because I want to talk about it in a future episode, but just breaking down some of the rules that we have in society about family in general, because I think we're not as weird as we think we are when it comes to family. But, you know, it's okay for people to fall away and it's okay to have a a small inner circle and whatever comes and goes, whoever comes and goes in your life does not equate to your worth or your worthiness to be loved. And it's just like normalize relationships changing all the time. Yeah. Amen. And normalize (laughs) that we're human beings. I mean, I think that's the, we're trying so hard to be perfect or trying so hard to fit into some mold or fit into some 
idea of what it's meant to be a human being. We're just human beings. I also want to give a shout out to another book that's that's decades old that I read a long time ago, and I actually pulled it out recently. Uh, and that's Tara Brock's book, Radical Acceptance. That's a good one. It's a really, really, really good book if you haven't read it. It's radical acceptance truly is the willingness to experience ourselves and our lives as they are, period. It's just, it is what it is. And so for me, when I first read that book, long, long time ago, but radical acceptance means recognizing that I can't change another person's behavior, that I can't change the outside world. I can't convince somebody to be sorry. I can't make them understand me. I can't make them, you know, really start crying or be really empathetic about my pain or suffering. I can't control anything out there. And I truly can't control how other people are going to show up in the world. And I think that was what, for me, when I started thinking about, I just pulled this book out recently and read it again. Like, how do I expect that I can control other people and how they're going to show up in the world? I think that was what happened a few months ago. Like I truly thought that I could, I could figure out how this was all going to go down and it didn't go down any way that I thought it was going to go down. So it's very interesting to think of it that way. And radical acceptance, I love both of those two words together because acceptance doesn't mean that everything that happened is okay. I think people have the wrong, we're good at, we love redefining words because I think we have wrong definitions or unhelpful. You know, wrong is not the right word. Unhelpful, not helpful. It doesn't resonate sometimes. Unhelpful, unhelpful definitions of words. And so acceptance does not mean that everything that's happening is okay and I have to be accepting of it. Acceptance means that I just can't change the past. I can't change other people. I can't change any of that. But I can change my response. I can change my actions. I can change my beliefs. I can change my attitudes toward things and people and places and things. I can, I have 100% control over me and my behaviors and my thoughts and my desires and my intentions that's another episode I want to do. I want to do, we may have done some, but I really want to go deep dive into intentions and how powerful they are. So I think that that idea of acceptance and radical acceptance, those two words together are really, really important. And there's an Eckhart Tolle quote that I really like, and it, it actually, you have to really have the right definition of acceptance to really understand this quote. When you live in complete acceptance of what is the end of all drama it is the end of all drama in your life. And so what he's saying is when you live in complete acceptance, when I first read that quote years ago, I thought, ooh, how do you put those two words together? Complete acceptance. What he's saying is that you understand that you don't have control over anything out there. And so this is all these things that that Michelle and I are sharing, Michelle, that you and I are sharing that I just feel like they're experiences. And I've gotten deeper into what does acceptance mean what is Eckhart Tolle saying when he says that, oh yeah, I can have complete acceptance because I'm the boss of my own life. I truly can change my own behaviors. I truly can change my own thought processes. I truly can set some intentions for my life that no matter what happens in the outside world, it's not going to shake my confidence or my courage or my ability to move forward. You're not the victim and you're not at the mercy of it all. Exactly. As you were speaking, I realized another interesting synchronicity the ghosting situation that we're talking about, it happened on this day. Oh my gosh, Michelle, are you kidding me? However many years ago. 2019, I think. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. 
So I think it's, it was meant to be to talk about this because it is the, as we've been fleshing this out, it's the perfect situation for me to think about the concept of closure and acceptance and healing because it, and obviously thinking about the timeline of this, this was how many years ago? Four. Four or five? Four. Four? 19. If it's 19. What year are we in? <laughs> 2023, sweetie. Um, and I think I'm at this place now today, all these years, four exactly years later, where I can come to this realization of it all um, and feel at peace with it. I think that's what I was saying when I said using this pain and suffering to put an end to this suffering. I love what you just said, Michelle, because I, for me, you know, when people talk about healing, healing now for me means putting an end to the suffering of the pain. And how do I do that? How do I move forward to do that? How do I put an end to this pain and suffering? And what I've learned is that this is such a huge part for me that a very, very important part of healing or of putting an end to the suffering and the pain that I'm feeling is that I need to validate my own emotional experience without trying to repress it, without trying to deny it. Because I feel like part of what has had me holding on to this pain and suffering, besides feeling the pain and suffering, is also been what I do wrong. Yeah, I could have said this differently. Oh my gosh, I said this and it set off a wave of unbelievable turmoil or unbelievable drama and all of this stuff. I'm the problem. I'd caught, so I think I spent... I spent months in that place of what did I do wrong and how could I, I have said years it? for us in this well, situation. Definitely years. But I'm just saying just if I'm looking at 2022 oh. and even you're right, the 2019, even the ghosting episode. Yeah. My go-to is what did I do wrong? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I could have done it this way. Oh my gosh. Let me call him back up. Let me text him. I wonder oh, if this was interaction wrong. was the seed that was planted that then led to this situation. You know, like, exactly. like all of those what ifs and wondering. All those what ifs or I could have or I should have and all of that. And so- an important part of the healing of the acceptance of the complete acceptance that Eckhart Tolle is talking about is that we own our experience of pain and suffering. And it's very fascinating for me as I look at everything that has gone down in the past four years, it's gone down in the past year, that we get hurt. People get hurt. We have pain. We have suffering. It doesn't mean that we're broken. It doesn't mean that we're bad. It doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, we better go get help right away because we are the problem or we are the cause. And so I think it's really important for me to share that we have the power and the confidence and the courage to heal, to move through the pain and suffering, to put an end to that particular pain and suffering that we're going through at the time, and to be confident, courageous, truthful, loving, caring, kind people. We just need to own, as you say a lot, Michelle, owning our own side of the street. Yeah, keeping your side of the street clean. Uh, keeping our side of the street, knowing what we're doing, like yeah. having the awareness of how am I behaving, how am I acting, and being truthful about it with ourselves, not with other people, with ourselves. With ourselves. Okay, what can I do here? And then what I've realized, what can I do here, is have complete acceptance that, it is what it is and wish everyone well from afar, still love them very deeply and move forward. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about this, and this all just keeps coming to me in a very interesting way as we're having this conversation that I haven't necessarily thought about before, is that, and even the words that you said earlier in this episode, that you don't want to 
you know, you have to feel the hurt because you don't, I took it as you don't want to keep compounding the hurt. You have to let it go. And I feel like, because it, we're saying all of this as, and we don't say it from the perspective that now that we have come to these realizations, we're never going to be ghosted again, or we're never going to experience hurt or loss or grief. But what I'm starting to notice and realize is that you can use these situations that have happened in the past to help you get back into your center, maybe more quickly. Recovery. Recovery. Recovering time. I call it recovering yes. time. I'm going to learn how to recover quicker or more, more seamlessly. And I've, now that I'm looking at it kind of like zoomed out with a bird's eye perspective of the past four years, but then I can even go back into, you know, a, a re- the romantic relationship that I've often referred to that took probably 10 years of my life, then zooming out to other, you know, you just keep zooming out. But like, it's like each little chapter of those traumatic and difficult endings of a situation, you know, gave me a little bit more information and maybe the next time it wasn't so drawn out for me. And now it's like, okay, I'm taking that and I'm taking that and I'm picking up all of these breadcrumbs. And it's like, the ghosting situation from four years ago has now given me this, the insight and the information to now help me with what we're going through right now with some of our family. And it's like, you just keep picking things up to where it's not so long and painful for so long anymore. You learned the lessons, like with the ghosting, I learned that I don't, you and I both, like we said, spent so much time trying to figure out what we did wrong and kind of spun our wheels for a long, long time of, of the situation and just, felt really chaotic and frantic about the situation. And now I have that lesson of like, I don't need to understand. I don't need to know. I can check my side of the street and maybe take inventory of the things that I did. Maybe situations that I I don't like how I handled myself in that relationship or that friendship, things that maybe I did that weren't aligned with who I am and carry it forward. And it's just so cool to me that they're not failures. None of these past situations are failures. And I don't think I would have ever said this before, but I'm glad that they all happened. And I'm glad that they're done. I wouldn't want them them all back, but they all gave me some sort of gift that I use now. And I hope to keep using in my current situations as I go forward in life. That's so beautifully said, Michelle. I've been saying that a lot this episode. I mean, it that is what we're talking about. It is the the end of the suffering, the suffering that's leading to the end of suffering. I mean, that is, I mean, that is what the Buddha talked about a lot. I mean, that was his whole point in his life was and the end of suffering. So that's what we're talking about. How do we end, put an end to this suffering? And then the next suffering that we're going to feel down the road, maybe the recovery time will be just a little bit shorter, just a little bit shorter. I also love what you said. I was thinking about this recently too in the past month or two, especially in the past month, this idea of of letting everything go except our values. Like that's what matters most. Are we in alignment? And you're so right. And I mean, it's just so profound what you said because I think so often when we look at what's happened when something went down that was so unbelievably painful and shocking and jarring and all the things. The first thing we need to look at, I think is, okay, what happened? Was I out of alignment with my values? Was I out of alignment with what matters most to me? 
Was I out of alignment with the aspirations that I think about for my life? Was I out of alignment? And I, I've really been zeroing in on that because so often in this past year, in the past four years, in the past 66 years, Mm -hmm. maybe not as an infant, but in the past 60 years, so often I can kind of trace back a lot of my own pain and suffering to a place where I was out of alignment. I, I compromised myself or I compromised, compromised my values or what mattered most or, or what is a value and an aspiration and a true important part of my life that is the most meaningful. So that idea of letting go of everything but that is kind of freeing for me. I've been thinking about that, like not holding on, like not holding, like hold on to your life like you're holding a little baby bird or holding gently, <laughs> you know, not clinging, not that clinging like, oh my gosh, I can't live my life if I don't have this one thing. Just like just holding things loosely, except for our values or except for what is really the most important thing in our lives. Birds are certainly up for you right now, aren't they? They are. And then we'll talk about that in another episode because that's what we do. I think that's what I do. I, what I've noticed I do. I will let go of my, my values or I look for something that's really, really important to me. For what? And then it never ends well. And I think it's really a root cause for me of a lot of my pain and suffering. I love that. It's similar to that quote of don't take yourself seriously, but take the, your quote. Yeah. Take the life that you're living seriously, but don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's in my first book. I mean, I don't, I mean, as I'm, as I'm writing the second book, but it's so true, Michelle. Yes. It's so true. It's like the life that you're living that you need to take seriously is who you are, the relationship that you have with yourself and what matters to you and what you value. Because I do think if you keep those things, and I think that'll go into an intention conversation down the road, but if you do keep those things in your periphery, it will guide you and it won't, and even it won't be such a surprise necessarily when things fall away because, you know, those situations that end and sometimes end badly, you look back and there were frustrations and resentments because there were red flags that were ignored or boundaries that were crossed that you didn't vocalize about. And it just all makes sense. And I want to just add one more thing to that. We are not saying that other people are bad and wrong in our lives. No. But we're saying it, it's out of alignment with who we are. The paths and aren't so, meant to intertwine. Exactly. So the enmeshment, you know, the idea of coming together, as you said earlier, Michelle, was for, was for a season. Was for And I can perfectly see this, the reasons for these things exactly. in my mind. Exactly. Like, it all course. makes sense. But it was never meant to be for the lifetime. Because no. there were too many, too many places where if I look at myself, where I'm so out of alignment and it doesn't make the other people bad people. It just means that we're out of alignment. We're meant to be together for a reason. And now it's time to move forward mm-hmm. and, and don't ruminate about the past and try to change something that can't be changed or try to fix something that can't be fixed. Really take the life that you're living seriously and move forward because it's not personal. I think that's what I've learned too. I was taking it so personally you know, I teach don't take things personally, but here I am taking it personally because I was so hurt and I was in so much pain and suffering. I'm not taking it personally at all now. We're just, we're not in alignment. It was never meant to last for the lifetime. And it was also so important for me to feel the pain and move through it all and understand that really my main 
one of my main purposes in life is truly to end this suffering and pain so that I can move on with my life because I have lots of great things that I want to do with my life. I have lots of things on my plate that I want to do that I feel like I'm meant to come here to do. So it's, it'll all be good if you can just really own who you are and understand that other people aren't necessarily bad. They've done bad things. I'm not, I'm not ever forgiving really, really bad behavior, but, but to try to not think that you're the problem and that you can fix it. Just really owning your own uh, purpose and your own reason for being here and your own intention for being here and moving through your pain and suffering in a way that really honors you. It doesn't deny the suffering, the pain that was caused to you, but you don't need the other people to move forward. I love that. I feel like we could have this conversation for like a whole four more hours. I was going to say, how many, how long have we been talking? It feels like a long time. We have been talking for quite a long time. And so we are going to wrap up, but I wanted to give just a little, um, if you guys want a part two of this, just let us know. Well, well, we'll, we, we'll, we we'll, could keep talking. We will. But I just wanted to leave you all if you're like, okay, I understand everything that you just said, but what do I do now with all of this? Tangible takeaway. Um, I know we mentioned at the beginning early on about the, the practice of cutting cords. I believe we have a cord cutting meditation somewhere on YouTube that I'll link. But just, you know, if you're feeling like you can't let go of a situation or a circumstance or a person it's really powerful to use the practice of visualization to look in your mind and, you know, see yourself, the person, the situation, the job, the house, the relationship, you know, connected by a cord and just visualize yourself cutting it. You know, if this is something that's really triggering for you and up for you right now, maybe try doing that every day, you know, in your meditation or in the morning before you go on with your day or at night before you go to bed, just start to energetically be open to severing that tie that's binding you, that's causing you so much suffering. I love that, Michelle. And if I could add one more thing that I have been doing for the past month and incorporated in my life, I realize that I am really hard on myself. Yes, you are. I'm very hard on myself and that I don't give myself enough self-love. And enough self-forgiveness. So I have been doing for the past month, every morning before I start my day, I've just closed my eyes in bed and I just say, you know, knowing that you're talking to yourself, I talk to myself a lot, so that's really easy for me. And it might be difficult for some of you if you don't talk to yourself a lot. I've been meditating for over 38 years. So I meditate so that that comes as part of my practice, but I also talk to myself a lot. So if you could, if you could just act as if, and just really understand that this is so important that you love yourself. If you just close your eyes for a moment or keep your eyes open, however it's comfortable for you. I don't even know why I said close your eyes, just do whatever you want before you step out of bed and just say, you know, what I've been saying is, is there's one of our dearest and deepest friends calls me Barbara Christine, sweet Barbara Christine. And so I've been saying that, sweet Barbara Christine. You say that to yourself? I do. Aw. She's going to love that. Sweet Barbara Christine. Uh, I just say that, and then I say, I care about your pain. Mm. I care about your suffering. I care about you. I love you. And that's it. And then I step out of bed and say, thank you for the gift of this new day. So it has been powerful. It may sound a little... It may be difficult because maybe you don't believe it. I'm with you. I would never have done this probably in the past. I'm kind of always outside. And I'm going to share so many more things with you that I've learned about self-care and self-love 
and how important it is that you love and care about yourself first so that you can love and care about others. And I've really been practicing this and learning this really powerfully in the past month or so. So just that's it. I care about your pain. I care about your suffering. I care about you. I love you. It's really started to shift the relationship that I have with myself. Simple but powerful. So I actually think that we do have a lot more else to say on this topic. So let's do a part two next week. Love it. Some more tools. I'm in. You don't even have to wait for my response. Heck yes. Next week is going to be great. Um, Yeah, we'll share some more of our insights on healing, acceptance, and letting go, and some tools and, you know, a practice that I've been using and that you've been using. Um, We'll dive into that in the next episode. But in the meantime, you know, start to visualize the chords and use your prayer. Sweet Michelle Christine. We do have the same middle name. Well, anything else you want to share? You feel complete? Are we finished? We are accomplished right now. We are accomplished. <laughs> yes, we are. I love all of you very much. And I, Michelle and I also care about your pain and suffering that any of you might be going through. <laughs> yes, Because we, we do. We do deeply. It's why we do this work. It is all for the, the well-being of all of us to live the happy, successful lives that we deep that we deeply wish to live. So I do. I love all of you very much and look forward to speaking next week. Me too. So thank you so much everyone for listening and tuning in week after week to this podcast. We are so appreciative and grateful and we truly do love spending this hour every week with all of you. If you haven't yet, please make sure you are liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, That is the best way to stay up to date with all of our new episodes. And it's really helpful for us to have you as a subscriber. Also, if you haven't yet and you are loving the podcast, which we hope you are, it would mean so much to us for a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or a review on iTunes. It's really helpful and beneficial to the show that we all love so much. Lastly, actually two more things. If you haven't yet, make sure you check out our new merch. We have launched our first round of Barb Knows Best merchandise, which is so exciting for me. I love merch and I love our merch and it's cozy. I've been wearing it nonstop for the past month because I want to make sure that what we're giving to you is something that I would want to give to myself and it's I've been loving it so click the link in our show notes for more information about the merch the two trust your timing colors are limited edition and they will be bearing us farewell in May so make sure you hop on it if that's something that you're interested in and when you buy the merch send us photos because we would love to see it And lastly, if you want to stay in touch with us, ask us questions, give us podcast topic requests, make sure you're connected to us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That is the best way to stay in touch. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening again. Thank you, mom. Thank you all. We'll chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.